Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. One of the big questions you get about your job as a financial advisor is, how do you get paid? Like, how do we bring our nest egg to you and how do you get paid for your services? Now, you've mentioned before that the first appointment, there's no pressure. We're just getting to know each other. But when you become a client, how does that happen? Right. So that is a great question. And we get that a lot. And we encourage anybody walking in this door to ask us that. It can be your first question, whatever question it may be. If you don't ask it, we are going to tell you. For example, I had a client meeting or a prospect meeting, we'll call it, a couple of weeks ago. And I was looking at his current portfolio and it was an IRA account and it had mutual funds. And I was seeing what this client was currently paying that they didn't see. So the difference with us here is that you see all of our fees. One of the black eyes of our industry is there's a lot of hidden fees. Mm -hmm. So in his current IRA, where there's not really an advisor, it's just kind of set it and forget it, his blended rate was about 0.95%. So on average, mutual funds, you're paying about 1% and you don't see it. The proposal I ran for him our blended fee that we show you and we provide was about 0.8%. So we came in a little bit cheaper than what he's currently paying with the ability to give him advice and make changes to his portfolio, create a retirement plan. That's just one example. So it really depends what type of accounts we use, but that's a good example of how we can come in sometimes cheaper than what you're currently paying. And if you think about what we're doing for him now or have the potential to be doing for him, he gets to be able to be in actively managed accounts that are actually watched and monitored and moved around and traded on a regular basis for his benefit mm -hmm. instead of a passive account where it was just in a mutual fund, you know, and it was just sitting there and it would, so goes the market, so goes those funds. And we came in and we were able to do that at a cheaper rate for the client. And then he had a local office that is there to help him and assist him for all of his long-term needs throughout retirement and makes a big difference. So, right. and we were able to do it cheaper than what he was currently paying. And he didn't even know when he walked in the door, what he was paying. Okay. So let me ask you this. So we make that first appointment. We give you a call. We set up that appointment on the website, artofmoneyradio.com. What is that first appointment like? Literally when I walk into the office, what am I going to experience? You're going to see our beautiful receptionist. You're gonna see our nice office and you're gonna meet a lot of our team members when you walk in the door. And then you're gonna meet either Luke or myself and we're gonna introduce ourselves and we're gonna sit down and have about an hour conversation together. And it's just gonna be getting to know one another. What are they trying to do for retirement? And then we make the determination after spending about an hour together, do they wanna continue? Do they wanna come back? Do they wanna hear more? And then we will get into more and more detail every time we come back. So usually it's a three appointment process for us. Sometimes we get it done in two, mm -hmm. but the more someone comes in prepared, so if they have all their documentation with them prior to their appointment, then Luke and I can actually jump on it and really get going with them on that first appointment. But it's just really getting to know one another, making sure that we're a good fit for each other and that our philosophy works with their philosophy from a retirement standpoint and just making sure we're a good fit. And no obligation right. on the very first appointment, none. Correct. Correct. No obligation. One of the quotes I'm, I'm air quoting right now, you can't see me, but <laughs> one of Art's famous questions is, what does retirement look like for you? When that question is asked, it can go anywhere and everywhere. You know, some people are, you know, in the Florida Keys on a boat. Some people are on the golf course. 
Some people are anywhere but the office. <laughs> and, and we just we just go down that path and see what it looks like. And then we figure out how much, you know, what does it take to get there? What does your income needs look like? Are we close? Can we do it tomorrow? Do we need to wait a year? And just kind of go through all the different factors of what does your retirement picture look like? And I think it's important to say, too, that if I came in to see you and I said, my my retirement is a huge yacht in the Keys, you're going to look at my portfolio and you're going to have to give me a little reality check. And you're going to say, that's a great goal to have, but let's start here. Are we leasing this yacht for a vent? <laughs> like for a weekend? Are you, are you owning this yacht? Is there um, like an Airbnb it, for yachts? Is this like a 150-foot yacht where you have to have a crew and a captain? And yeah, It's more like uh, a Do you dinghy. know these kind of fees and expenses that you're talking about here? It's a little yeah. bass boat with a troll motor. That's all it is. <laughs> well, then that's different. I wouldn't classify that necessarily as a yacht because if you don't have a name on it, it might not be considered a yacht. It's called my neighbor's boat. Yes, my friend's boat. Well, that's a great retirement. See, there you go. Then your costs are low. You might only have to pay gas. But sometimes you will give us the hard truth, though. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Sometimes people come in. I think everybody, Mark, knows kind of what they expect retirement to look like. Mm -hmm. They just don't know how to facilitate it. So they don't know if their portfolio that they have in their 401k is enough. They don't know when to turn on Social Security, you know, how to integrate a pension with Social Security, what pension option to choose. You know, should I choose single life, joint, 50% payout, 75% payout, a 10-year certain, you know, what should I do? When should I turn on Social Security? Should I turn on at 62? Or should I wait till my full retirement benefit? Or should I wait to age 70? You know, and how does that affect my retirement? How does that affect my portfolio? And then what we always love to do is we start with their budget and we're looking at that budget and if we can give that person a pay raise in retirement. That's usually where the, all the fun starts because then we really start strategizing, okay, that yacht can be a little bit more than your neighbor's boat. <laughs> hey, look, if you can help me get that 150-foot yacht, I'll name it Thank You Art. Yes, you should, <laughs> as you should. Come and buy what about Luke? <laughs> <laughs> the little asterisk down at the bottom. You too, Luke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's get to it. President Biden pushing for another big spending plan. This one totals about $1.8 trillion. Grover Norquist, he is the president of Americans for Tax Reform. He told Fox Business this plan could hurt small business owners because it eliminates the stepped-up basis at death. When somebody passes on a farm, a small business, a home to a son or daughter, the recipient would have to pay the capital gains that had accumulated during their parents' life and pay it immediately. Not when they sell the house, oh, not when man. they sell the oh. business. The government's going to say, this is what we say it's worth and you have to pay the capital gains now with cash you don't have. This would be the destruction of small businesses and family farms. It is targeting small businesses to make sure that parents and kids can't continue a small business. All right, Art Luke, the McPherson Financial Group. I know you guys work with a lot of small businesses. Is this something we should really be concerned about? It is. It's going to cause lots of planning for us. It's one of the things that actually Mike and I were talking about on the golf course this week, um, a couple scenarios of that. And if this plays out, how we're going to do some fixes for this, because there are strategies around this for us to be able to help minimize, but it takes time to put those strategies together. But yeah, if it sits as is and you don't do any planning and all of a sudden this is going to be transferred to your kids and your grandkids, it's going to be kind of like what happened with the Miami Dolphins team. If you looked at what happened to the original ownership, the kids and the grandkids, which were kind of interested in that team and that franchise, they lost the name and you went to pro player stadium 
And it used to have their dad's name on the stadium. Right. Well, guess what? They had to sell controlling interest of the team just to pay the tax. Mm. Well, we're looking back at these kind of issues on small and middle class families now. So you can have a middle middle class family that wants to transfer their 400 acre farm, 300 acre farm, nothing huge, big enough to kind of make a little bit of a living off of, but it's not like a huge corporate type farm or anything like that. And then the kids are going to try to inherit this, but all of a sudden they got to pay a quarter million dollar tax, a half a million dollar tax that they don't have to the government because it transferred wealth and the kids lose that stepped up basis. So a lot of kids are going to lose the farm, most likely, unless there's some planning done around that tax preparation that's going to have to be paid. Right. This is a huge issue, right? If we think about the American dream, for me, for instance, right, the American dream is to, you know, have a good life, have my kids, have grandkids. When my wife and I pass, my kids get whatever we have left. It may be a house, it may be stocks, whatever it may be. Current code says they get that tax free. Well, this new plan says, hey, if there is a family vacation home within the family, it can no longer continue in the family unless somebody pays tax on it at every death, right? Mm -hmm. There are big, big implications of this from, you know, just impacting the American dream of I've worked hard. I want to pass this on to my family. It doesn't necessarily pass on to your family. So there are some solves that Art was talking about that, you know, I have in my mind as well. I wasn't on the golf course with the, with the masterminds (laughs) over the weekend, but uh, you know, even if we're thinking from a, you know, larger perspective from big estate planning, you know, you know, big estates, 40, 50, 60 million, you know, you can solve some of this with life insurance because your kids or grandkids are going to need some cash to pay the tax to keep the home or to keep the business or whatever it may be. Right. So we can help with that. And we have plans in place if this does happen. I hope it doesn't because it's, it's a bad rule. Okay. In my opinion, it's a bad law. If I can get you to go back for just a second and you hear the phrase stepped up basis, can you define that to me in its most simplistic terms? Yeah, basically what that means is it doesn't matter what your dad or your mom or your grandpa paid for the property. They may have bought it 20, 30, 40 years ago, and it was a fraction of today's value. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when it passes to you, it gets a stepped up basis for current value current today, and you don't have capital gains and tax to be paid on that as a result. Well, the new law would change that where all of a sudden that you lose that stepped up basis, you're inheriting, let's just say, as an example, my dad still lives in the house that we moved into when we first moved to Florida. He bought that house on the canal Mm -hmm. for $28,800. Well, the house right now is worth about $675,000. So if I was to inherit it under the new law, what would happen is I would have to pay the capital gains on the twenty eight thousand eight hundred to the new six seventy five and pay the capital gain on that before I could take ownership of the house. Is this something new or is this something that has been percolating for a while and it's just getting bigger and bigger? The new tax code to basically eliminate the step up basis. That's new. Um, okay. It's always kind of been the ability to step up basis. Um, if you think about it from you know Art's example of a house. Right. You can think about the same way as a a stock. Right. So you had a brokerage account, an individual account. and You had a stock. Right. You bought Apple 20 years ago. Right. I'm making numbers up for ten thousand dollars. Well, now it's worth one hundred thousand. Well, if you passed, I get it today at one hundred thousand and I can sell it and have no gains or keep it at one hundred thousand. But if I sell it, I owe tax. This law is saying on businesses, on homes, you owe the tax, even if you have to sell the house or the business to pay the tax. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's really detrimental to 
people inheriting assets. And the reason I, I ask you so much is selfishly, we have some property in the family we're about to sell that's been passed down from generation to generation. I'm just curious how I'm about to get affected. So this is just solely <laughs> selfish questions that I have for Art McPherson it's and Luke It's okay, McCarty. Mark. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one. Today's show has been a work of art.